On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I'll be interviewing best-selling author Mike Michalowicz. Mike is the author of The Toilet Paper Entrepreneur, Surge, The Pumpkin Plan, Profit First, Clockwork, and his new book is called Fix This Next. Now, in this short episode, we're going to be focusing on his book, Profit First, a subject that I think is really not covered enough when it comes to entrepreneurs. See, as Mike reveals, 83% of small business owners basically live paycheck to paycheck. And since we get into this business for financial freedom, it's a shame that we don't actually achieve it as entrepreneurs. So in this episode, you'll discover the core principles of Profit First. The one thing you need to focus on first that will make your business thrive, how to pull the Band-Aid off and start having your business pay you, and then Mike's Wallets Over Word strategy for growing your business. You're going to love this episode. Grab a cool drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. All right, well, aloha, Mike. Welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Super excited you're here, man. Aloha, thank you so much for having me. I don't know if I told you, I got family in Hawaii, so. Oh, really, what part? Lanai. Oh, okay. Yep. I've been over to Lanai. We're on Maui. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're, you're a ferry ride away. Yep. Just a ferry I, ride away. Yeah. So you know, there's, a, there's, I think, two or three ferries that run a day back and forth. And uh, I'm lucky now to get out to see my, there's my in-laws, maybe about once every couple of years. We were out there uh, two years back in September, taking that ferry across. It was the best whale watching expedition of my life. <laughs> Hundreds of whales. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel very fortunate to be, uh, if you're going to be stuck inside and and uh, not able to go many places, this is not a bad place to be stuck yeah, inside. Yeah, that's the place I would choose. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. Um, well, awesome. Well, Mike, I know that you've written a ton of excellent books on entrepreneurship and how people can grow their businesses. But one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on this show was because one of your books specifically, which is Profit First. And it's a book that we recommend to our people in our community, our tribe all the time, because I think it's a, you know, it's a topic that I just don't think gets enough attention from entrepreneurs, right? Like we all focus on, you know, how to, you know, how to build, you know, how to build maximum revenue, how to, how to tweak our copy, how to get our conversions, right? But we don't ever really talk about like, well, how do we, how do we keep the money that comes in, right? Yeah. So here's the great irony. That's why we started the business, right, Tom? Like <laughs> right. You and I, we in the business because, in part, we want financial freedom. And I think it's a, it's a perverted irony that one of the main reasons we started a business, financial freedom, is one of the main things that never happens. There was a, a study I read. It was conducted by a U.S. bank. And uh, they did a study of small businesses, 30 million small businesses in the U.S. Small business, by the way, defined by the SBA, is a company that does $25 million in annual revenue or less. That's absolutely my company. Maybe it's that, yours. That's us. Yeah. That's you too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're small business. And they identified that, the U.S. Bank identified that 83% of us are in check-to-check survival. 
if we don't get substantial deposits in today, if we don't sell something now, we're not gonna have enough cash to cover our bills next week. And so it was this hand to mouth survival. And what, what confounded me is if we go into business for financial freedom, how come that's the biggest thing that we don't achieve? What's wrong with us? And that's when I realized there's nothing wrong with us. It's the foundational formula we're told that is flawed. We're told that sales minus expenses equals profit. You know, profit's the bottom line, it's the year end. All those things say that profit comes last. And I understand the logic behind it, but the behavioral component is flawed because it's human nature. When something comes last, it means it's insignificant. I, I don't say I love my family. That's why I put them last. I, 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 I really want my health to be strong. So I'm going to take care of my health last. You know, it's, it always comes first. What's important when it comes last gets delayed. So in profit first, what we do is we actually take your profit first. As sales comes in, we take that profit, hide it from the business and then run the business off the remainder. If profit's important, profit must come first. Yeah, well, I think that is such, I mean, that is just such an important mind shift for an entrepreneur because, you know, you have all these things going on and, and you're right. If you don't, if you don't put that first, you're never going to get to it. You know, I know right. the things that we're like, oh, we'll get to it when we can't like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Ever. Right. What are, what are just some of the core, maybe like a, some of the quick core principles of profit first? That you yeah. About? So there, there's about four main principles. One is, uh, I call it small plates. What, it, what I realized is most entrepreneurs run their business off their bank account balance. We don't read the income statement and the balance sheet and the cash flow statement. We don't know how they work together. I, I sure as heck don't. But what I do know is how to log into my phone and see if I have money or not at my bank. And I make decisions on it. So my realization was if that's what I naturally do, we need a system that has accounts at our bank, multiple accounts with a predetermined label of the function of that account. So instead of having one account and saying, oh, I have $1,000 or whatever the balance is, I can spend 1000 Now I have multiple accounts. I have one for operating expenses, one for taxes, one to pay myself, the owner, a salary, but one for profit itself. And by having this, when the $1,000 comes in and I divide it up into the different accounts, I know what money is available for what purpose before I spend it. I only spend within the OPEX account. That's for the operations of my business. I take profit as a bonus at the end of each quarter. I take owner's comp as a salary for myself and the taxes are reserved when that big tax bill comes every quarter or depends on your business or maybe every year. That's the first principle, multiple accounts. The second one is uh, simply sequencing. The way we do things is very important. If we take profit last, we treat it last. If we take it first, we treat it first. So we do is when money flows into our bank account, we allocate money based upon predetermined percentages to these different accounts in sequence. So we allocate money to profit first. Then we allocate money to owner's comp. And while they're percentages, so therefore they're pieces of the same pie, the fact we do it in the sequence is important because it starts building the profit muscle. You, you allocate cash, that $1,000, a portion of it to profit. It's like, hey, I just took a profit. You get the endorphin release. You allocate money to pay yourself a salary. It's like, hey, I'm paying myself. Then you reserve for taxes to protect yourself. Then you serve the business by putting money into the OPEX account. By doing this, you start building the profit muscle. So sequence matters. Another technique, the fourth, third technique is remove temptation. Money sitting in front of us that's available, uh, even though we shouldn't be touching it, becomes very tempting. So if we allocate money toward profit and we have some bills come in, it's very easy to say, well, I don't have enough money in my OPEX. Let me take, let me borrow from my profit account. And that's where we unwind the system. So therefore, the profit will hide away. We also do it with our tax account. We hide it at a second bank. We make it very inaccessible. 
And this way, when the profit flows over and gets hidden away, now when I can't pay my bills, I have no other source. I have to figure out a way. And that we were saying here, if you can't pay your bills, you can't afford your bills. So therefore, cut expenses, increase margin, adjust the business, don't steal from your profit. And the last and final account is uh, to get into a rhythm. This process, uh, it's, it's difficult to do it haphazardly. Every time you have a deposit doing all these allocations based upon percentages, it's a little overwhelming. So we get into a rhythm, usually doing this weekly or maybe bi-weekly. And my favorite component of this rhythm is as we're doing the allocations, is every 90 days, we take a profit distribution. So as of, we're, as of us recording this, we're just weeks away now from the next profit distribution. I can't wait, I'm, I'm salivating for it. I know it's piled up, it's coming. I can't touch it yet because it's not time. But every 90 days, just like big corporations, if you own stock in Ford or GM or whoever it is, every quarter they send out their profit distributions to the shareholders, the people who invest in this company. Well, as a small business, we're gonna follow that same fiscal discipline and every quarter, every 90 days, as a shareholder of the business, we're gonna take out a distribution as a reward, a thank you for taking the risk of starting the business. That collectively is the four core principles of Profit First. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Well, and that that's awesome. Like I, I know we started implementing the 90-day strategy and exactly what you just said happened to us. It's like you see that money building up and then yeah. like I get more fired up to do more because I think how big can I make it? Like, yeah. oh, it's looking pretty good. Like, can I, is there something I can be doing right now that'll make it even bigger? And it does like provide that motivation. And uh, yeah, the, the mistake that people do uh, before setting up Profit First is they take all distributions all, as frequently as they can. Um, and they, they couple together owner's compensation and profit. So it's indistinguishable. They say, basically the rule is, is there any money left over in the business this week? If there is, I need that as my pay. The problem is that brings about volatility in our income. Uh, secondly, it is human nature to live up to the maximum of our income. So as more income comes in, our lifestyle adjusts. Both profit first, by having an owner's comp account, that account represents our salary. And since that comes out every week, every two weeks, that's where we start to normalize our lifestyle. Since profit is delayed every 90 days, it's hard to adjust your lifestyle to that. So when that money comes out, now it just feels like a bonus. It's like, hey, here's a big surge. And so now we can spend on that one big thing or, or maybe we want to save for our future and put into retirement or maybe pay for a college education. But the beautiful thing is that it's, it feels like a bonus above and beyond. And that's the intention. Yeah, well, and we've seen that absolutely work that way in our business because I got profit first. We read it on. I was like, man, we need to start doing this because we had exactly what you're talking about, that volatility. Like we were just, yeah. if there was extra money, we were taking it out. And it's like, at the end of the year, there wasn't a bunch of extra money left over. Like, surprise, surprise, we spent it, <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. we were very like, human of you. Very yeah. human. <laughs> it's like, it's just easy to happen. Well, one thing that, you know, so like, I totally, I get all of what you're saying intellectually, right? But for that small business owner that's out there, like, like, this is how I was in the beginning. Like, you mentioned you're checking your phone. Like, man, I was checking my phone every day because it's like, 
I got bills to pay. Like, is there money there I can take out? Like, do you have any like really, you know, how do they just pull that bandaid off? Like how do you just even get started? So the the first thing to realize if you check your bank account all the day, every day and stuff, there is a label for that. It's called being human. So it's just (laughs) realizing that behavior is a normal, typical behavior. Don't try to change your behavior. Try to channel your behavior. So we, this has to be set up at your bank account. So the first step is just set up these bank accounts that we uh, explained. Get these set up at your bank because this will intercept your path. If you try to do it on a spreadsheet or you're doing your accounting system, you're not going there anyway regularly. You're always going to your bank account. You're not going to see what money is available for what purpose. The second thing is actually going very slow. So I say start slow and let it grow. If you say, you know what, I love my company. I have a 50% profit, which sounds amazing. And you start that day one, it's such an abrupt shift to perhaps what you're doing historically, it'll fail. You know, if you never were profitable, now you're taking 50%. This is such a shift to your business. It could destroy your business. And therefore we abandon the system. And that's, that's a mistake. Start slow is what we do is we start with 1% profit. So if a thousand dollars are coming in, I say, take 1%, that's 10 bucks. Because if you run your business off $1,000, now you run your business off $990. That's a very inconsequential amount of, of effect on how you operate your business. But what is highly consequential is now you start seeing that profit accumulate. And when you start seeing just $10 of cash sitting there, it actually kind of feels good. Uh, and then you say, well, what if I do 2%? Now it starts growing and growing over time. When I set the system up for myself 12 years ago, my very first profit distribution was $8. $8. And I remember, by the way, Tom, I went to the bank. I'm like, uh, please give it to me in singles, just so I could fan myself with the $8. <laughs> that was probably my favorite distribution of all time. For the first time in my life, I didn't have to use a credit card to pay for something. My, my, I didn't have an expense on my business. It's just my business saying, do whatever you want with it. So I went to Starbucks and I had a cup of coffee, uh, which with eight bucks, you can barely even get a small coffee, but that's what I got. And it felt great. The goal of Profit First is not to get rich quick overnight. It's not a get rich process. What it does is get you in the mindset of savings. It gets you in the mindset of profitability. And you'll start building momentum. Once you have that first win under your belt, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to do this again. And it will start growing and growing just like you're experiencing. And you want to do more and have greater impact on your profitability. Yeah, that's an awesome story about the $8 thing. It seems so... I mean, it seems crazy at the time, but I know when you have those little, that, that shift, you know, you can just feel the shift inside and in your business that like, wow, we're on a different track now, you know, and things start to flow. Well, one of the other things that you mentioned earlier too was about, you know, 83% of the businesses living pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck. And so right now with all the stuff that has just happened all over the world with these businesses getting shut down and not being able to yeah. operate and open, like... I mean, I know it's, it's very, very devastating. Um, is there any, you know, I know on your website, you guys have a great page that's all about resources just for the recession. I think you call it the recession resources page. And I mean, just what a great thing to provide to business owners, but is there anything you could, you know, anything you could say to those businesses that now, like not, cause now you're in the, you're in the, you're in the weeds now, right? In the weeds. Like what, what do you, what do you do? What do you do there? Yeah, I would uh, be very selective of the labels you use. So the website's actually called Recession Response, if you want to check it out. You can Recession just Response, okay. Recession Response. But I think we got to be careful of the label we use. If we are, we are going into a recession, we are in a recession. If we say we're in a recession and start 
participating in it saying, gosh, you know, this is affecting my business at will. So I think we have a right to make a cognitive choice saying, I'm not going to participate in this recession. And I think it's a real choice. Small business, you know, if, if I lose five customers, it's a big deal. Um, GE or these mega corporations, they got to lose 5,000 customers. So for the small business, losing five customers is painful, but it's much easier to gain five customers back than GE trying to get those 5,000 customers back. So the small business, you know, they're, they're in tanker ships. We are on jet skis. We can, you know, curve and navigate around this. So make a cognitive choice not to participate. And what that means is uh, actively seek new business right now more aggressively. The, the second thing is I would relabel it from a recession to a reinvention. So 2008 was the great recession. This is the great reinvention. Customer needs are shifting. They want to be and need to be served in a new way. The only way to really understand it is to start actively asking. So ask your customers, how can I serve you now? What, what shift do you have? What are you experiencing? And how can I serve you in a new way? Your customers may not have the perfect answer, but they'll have some answers. My own customer base, my readership, you know, I write business books and I, I emailed my readership back in March and said, how can I serve you now? And I thought they're going to ask for the next, you know, business tip, like teach me a way to sell or market. The feedback I got was, uh, please teach me how to become confident. I've, I've, my confidence is shaken. Now, I'm not a self-help guy. I'm, I'm, I'm no Anthony Robbins. But I started to study this and say, how do entrepreneurs grow and maintain confidence? So we quickly researched and then subsequently developed a process to help entrepreneurs with this. That's a, a shift off center of what I typically do. But it's what my customers need now. So I've adjusted to the great reinvention. I think we all need to do something like that. Yeah, I love that term, the reinvention. I mean, that's that's great. What a great way to look at it. Well, one thing is, so anything that I haven't thought to bring up that you can think of that you think like, man, if you, if you just had to say one thing to people that are listening right now, like we didn't talk about this, maybe we should say this. Sure, sure. Uh, wallets over words, wallets over words. And what I mean by this is typically what I used to do was I'd ask my customers and prospects, how can I serve you? I have this great idea. What do you think? And they'd say, oh, I love that idea. I'm like, would you buy that? Of course I'd buy that. And they would be enthusiastic. And then I'd spend my six months developing and investing in it. I'd bring that service to market or product. And then they say, oh, I, I don't need it. And I had sunk all this cost for something they didn't need, but they told me they wanted it. Well, what I discovered is people speak the truth through their wallets, not their words. In fact, we often affirm customers through what we, uh, our, our vendors by saying positive things because it's socially appropriate. That is a great idea. Go for it. We want to support a person. But the real truth is spoken through the action. So what I do now is when I have a new idea, I say, hey, I'm creating this new idea. Um, would you be willing to put a deposit down now? And that is a very true answer I get. Many people say, no, 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 I, I don't want to invest in that. They tell me bad idea through their actions. Sometimes they say, I love it. Here's the money. And they're like, okay, now you're affirming my idea. So trust the wallets. Don't trust the words. Yeah, that is great advice. Super, I think super relevant too for what's going on now. Well, yeah. Mike, man, I'm really super excited to join me here on the podcast. Where can our listeners go to find out more about your books, about you, about all the stuff that you got going on? Yeah, so the starting point, I think for everything right now is Fix This Next. It's a book I wrote on finding what you need to do next in your business. It's at fixthisnext.com. Uh, and what's cool about this site, Tom, is there's a free eval. It's like a big red button. There's no downloads or anything. You just click on it. It surveys your business, and within less than five minutes, you'll pinpoint exactly what your business needs from you. So that's fixthisnext.com, and that's totally free. 
That's awesome. Fixthisnest.com. Go check it out. Mike, again, thanks so much for being on What's the Secret Podcast. Super excited you're here. And uh, yeah, Godspeed through all this. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, brother. Mahalo. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.